Hello and welcome to my ninth podcast in a series of 10 for teachers in the early stages of their career. My name's Rebecca Roach and I've been teaching for 22 years in London and South Wales. This podcast is about creativity and by that I don't mean the teaching of arts subjects although I am a huge advocate of arts subjects being part of a broad curriculum. Creativity has now been put into the heart of the new curriculum for Wales and I'm really excited by this being a skill that is going to be taught across different subject areas. So what is creativity? Why is it important? Well, dictionary definitions mention imagination and original ideas being used to create something or turn something into reality. Other articles I've read talk about the ability to perceive the world in a new way to generate solutions. It's helpful to think about creativity being two parts of a process, thinking and then producing. Because if you just have the ideas, but you don't act on them, you're being imaginative, but I don't think you're being creative. At the heart of the new curriculum for Wales, there are four purposes. And one of those is to develop pupils as creative contributors. And that's broken down into creating ideas and products, thinking creatively to solve problems, and expressing ideas and emotions through different media. And then the framework goes a step further and actually identifies creativity as a specific skill integral to the four purposes. And it talks about learners being given space to be curious and inquisitive and to generate ideas. It also says that they should be supported to link and connect experiences and knowledge and skills and also to see, explore, and justify alternative solutions. So it's really challenging our, our approach to learning as teachers and our pedagogy. It's such a great opportunity for teachers to design schemes of work that provide varied learning experiences and to explore more joined up learning by collaborating with other staff. So how do we go about teaching creativity? Can it be taught? Linda Neyman says, you can learn to be creative by experimenting, exploring, questioning assumptions, using imagination and synthesizing information. And that was from an article entitled, What is Creativity? And although it's not specifically written for education, it's a really interesting article and you can find it on the website creativityatwork.com and there's also another article that she's written called Can Creativity Be Taught? So I would really recommend that you have a look at those articles. Dr Karen Treisman says that creative techniques often use both sides of the brain, which is really beneficial. And she also says that creative means also support the engagement of the child's sensory, motor, emotional and arousal systems, as well as soothing their lower parts of the brain, releasing tension 
and activating relaxation responses. So using creative techniques can be really beneficial in an education setting. I think you're more creative when you are autonomous. And what I mean by autonomous is being given choice, choice of task and time and even team members. And this allows our motivation to be more intrinsic. So to me, it's about creating the right opportunities for learners. In Daniel Pink's book, Drive, he talks about play being an autotelic experience, auto being self and telos being goal. So the goal is self-fulfilling. The activity is the reward. And again, this provides more engagement. So turning work into play by making a mundane task more creative can be really useful to get engagement. And so it's about the way that we design a task or an activity that will allow creativity to occur. And hopefully from that, gain more engagement from the pupils. One method that allows more creativity is discovery learning. And this is inquiry-based instruction that encourages learners to discover facts and relationships for themselves. So building discovery learning can occur through group work, independent tasks, research or design briefs, experiments and investigations. The other design element in teacher planning which will allow creativity is to provide options. So I've already mentioned this idea of pupils being given choice. So you might give options for the method of completing a task. You might, for example, say that pupils could write an essay or other pupils could produce an extended cartoon strip or a poem or a speech or create a song or a short drama piece. The list is endless. The other choice that you can provide is that you give pupils a range of questions or tasks and let them pick which ones they're going to do and in which order. I've got some other ideas that I'd like to share with you to increase active learning and creativity in your lessons. And lots of these will really benefit, particularly kinesthetic learners, and you'll have a lot of those in your class, I expect. So, the first idea is a student-led conference, and this might be great in you know, English or um, history, geography. Um, there are lots of subjects that this would lend itself to, but the, the whole sort of conference and the way things are organized and set up is really led by the pupils. The second idea is to solve mysteries. Um, pupils love mysteries, it really gets them engaged. Um, it links in with storytelling. And there's a, a website called mysterygamecentral.com, which has got lots of already created mysteries that you might be able to use. Number three is creating models. I've seen this done really well in history, creating models of castles and science, creating models of um, the solar system and so on. 
Number four is student-led talk shows uh, to interview characters from fiction or history. It can be really fun. Number five is to um, get pupils to create a pupil newspaper to inform other pupils about a topic. Number six is to get pupils to create a new board game that links with a topic. And this might be really good for something like places in geography or time zones from history. And number seven is to get pupils out of the classroom. I think when you put pupils in a new environment, a new setting, that can help them to be more creative. I'd like to finish by telling you about two major projects that um, I led in school in the last few years, which have really tapped into the idea of learning in a creative way. The first one was a creative literacy project uh, in collaboration with the English and History departments. And it was part of the Lead Creative Schools scheme. And so we got a large grant from the Arts Council and Welsh Government um, to make this happen. And it was a really exciting project for Year 8s based on Victorian times. They began by researching life, working in service. They wrote lots of research notes in a journal. They acted out sketches. They created characters. And from that initial research, they then collaboratively, as a group, wrote a script. And that script then was acted out by the pupils. And we also got professional actors to come and work alongside them. We filmed on location in a local National Trust house. And as part of the film, we also then did some animation work. So the pupils got to do an animation workshop and that became part of the film. They also worked with um, a sound score and they created a sound score with a professional. And alongside the project, the whole time they were writing about their experiences in lessons. Once the final film was created, they organised a film premiere night. So the pupils um, designed invitations and posters. They invited their family and friends. They wrote presentations and then spoke to the audience at the film premiere. And then we watched the final film together. And after that, then back in the classroom, the pupils filmed interviews with each other about what they'd learnt. It was an absolutely fantastic project. And... At the heart of it was to improve the pupil's literacy. So through the research and the writing of the script, they worked on their writing skills. They also developed communication skills through speaking and listening, um, through interviews and presentations. And it just was a fantastic way to engage the pupils in something really creative. It took them outside of the classroom and they got so much out of it um, that, it, you know, it was a fantastic grant that we were able to use to really benefit the pupils. 
You don't always need masses of money, though, to do a project. So the second example was a fashion show that I organised. And this came from a craft club that I was running with the A7. And we had the theme of reduce, reuse, recycle. The pupils created lots of beautiful costumes out of rubbish that they'd collected. And then we also invited other departments in the school to participate in the event. So we had the Spanish department having Spanish conversations, the Welsh club read aloud. We had a gymnastics display. The English pupils wrote poems and read those. And we put that together then into one big event um, based on the theme of Reduce, Reuse, Recycle. Both of these projects were fantastic because a number of different departments were working together collaboratively and also it took the pupils outside of the classroom space. But I'm not suggesting that this is the only way to approach creativity, so I would suggest keeping it small to start with and just think about your classroom and your lessons and the opportunities that you can provide pupils to be creative. And that might, might just be through giving them a, a bit more choice, uh, giving them options and giving them space to be an imaginative and to think and come up with ideas. Creativity is a huge topic to try and discuss in 10 minutes, but I hope you are up for seeking opportunities in your lessons to allow pupils to be creative. I think this is an exciting time for teachers in Wales, and I hope teachers will embrace the freedom and opportunity that the curriculum offers by being creative themselves. My final podcast in this series is going to attempt to draw everything together and give you my opinion on what makes an effective teacher.